There's a benefit in collaborating and saying, you promote me, I have these resources, but we all have some area that we're limited in resources and finding that person that has those resources. And then you can be the solution to their problem and they can be the solution to your problem. And usually when you do the hard step of reaching out, they're so glad you did. Even when you're following up, because people think, oh, I don't want to bother them. When you're following up with them, they're like, oh, I'm so glad you reached out. And yes, this is exciting. Let's come up with something together. So it's not an ask. It's really like, how can I give to your business and how can I support you? What would be good for you? And then what would also be good for me? Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you with me. And boy, do I have an incredible guest for you today. This is one of the most special people, amazingly talented. And I have to tell you the story. I was in a mastermind and I went to the mastermind. We had a a annual meeting or quarterly meeting or whatever it was. And this woman was there that I had never seen before. And we ended up talking and we went to lunch together. Turns out in our conversation, we had lived a block from each other in New York City, but it gets even better. We both worked at the same conservatory in Dallas. I don't think at the same time but pretty close to the same time. I mean, it was truly incredible. We knew all the same people. We had walked all the same paths. And there was such a connection from the minute I met her. And she and I have stayed connected. Incredibly talented businesswoman, super savvy. And she is going to be really delivering amazing content for you today. You do not want to miss this episode. I'm going to tell you a little bit about her, but very quickly, I want to let you know that it is time to sign up for the Masterclass 3 training series. If you've missed it in the past, I don't want you to miss it this year. Unleash your voice. And you can sign up at captivatetheroom.com forward slash masterclass. We're going to cover how to unearth, unmask, and unleash the best version of your greatest asset, your voice. And you are going to want to have your voice ready to do all the things that April Meese is going to teach you about today. Now, let me say this before I tell you a little bit more about her. First, April is in the beauty industry. She's been an esthetician since 2001 and a permanent cosmetic professional since 2005. But I don't want you to think right now, oh, well, I'm not in that industry. So no, 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 no. She has got some publicity, social media, 
expansion, unbelievableness in this episode. So it really doesn't matter. You want to hear what she has to say. She's a powerhouse. She's traveled internationally as a skincare speaker and addressed worldwide audiences with a special television appearance on the Dr. Oz show in 2010, as well as a skincare expert on QVC. She opened Enhancing Beauty in New York City and quickly grew the business to a multiple six-figure permanent cosmetic business while only working part-time three days a week. And she's going to tell you about this in the episode, but she was also being a mom to twins. April was soon elected to the SPCP Board of Directors and later received their Ambassador Award in 2017 for her continued industry assistance. Putting her business degree and marketing minor to good use, April founded the online marketing program, Elevate Your Beauty Business, where she helps PMU professionals increase their income up to 50% with the AMP LaFi method. She's also the host of the Beauty Marketing Simplified podcast that I had the pleasure and honor of being a guest on. Her passion is helping other female entrepreneurs around the world so that you can increase your income and impact with less stress. Now, you are going to hear us talk about a workshop Monday, a workshop Monday. And I want to let you know the workshop is not Monday. The workshop has already passed, but if you want to get in on all this incredible training around publicity and marketing, you can still do this program that April and I are going to talk about a lot, but I didn't want you to get confused. I didn't want you to think, oh, I want to do that Monday and it's already passed, but you can go to the link that we leave in the show notes and we talk about in the episode, you can go there and sign up for this. It's incredible. She's incredible. You are going to absolutely be delighted by April. Let's head on over to the show. April, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you with me today. Thank you, Tracy. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh. It's this, and I know I said this in the intro, but this is absolutely one of my most favorite people I have ever had the opportunity to meet. Y'all are in for a treat. This woman is delightful. Now, I'm not saying that to put pressure on you or you have to be delightful. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's mutual respect. I thank you so much for having me and I just adore you as well. Well, it's such a cool connection and, and I'm excited for the listeners to hear about the work that you do. Now, I'm going to start with April on, to, you know, tell us what you do basically like I always do. But but I want you to stay with us because she's going to be really talking about, she's going to be talking about leveraged marketing and it is applicable to all of you out there. So you really don't want to miss a minute. And let me just say this before I dive in and start really asking questions and handing things over. April has an amazing amazing opportunity happening Monday if you are interested in learning about getting publicity. Now, I'm going to really dive into this more at the end of the episode, but for those of you who have to cut out early, I know that's not any of you, but if you happen to happen to have to cut out early, I don't want you to miss that because that's an incredible opportunity. So I'm going to touch on that at the end, 
But here we go. April, start with just a little bit of backstory around what you do, how you do it. You have an interesting background and and you've gone from one thing to another thing, which I think is a real important part of what you're going to talk about today. Yeah, we're always evolving. So yeah, my name is April Meese and I help beauty professionals and beauty business owners to increase their income and impact with the Amplify Method. And they increase their income and impact up to 50%. And what we really teach is, like you said, the leveraged marketing. And the way I came about this is I had been let go from the dermatologist that I worked for in 2008, when everybody can remember, um, if you were around then, that the whole market came to a crash and um, world was changing. And we had that recession, the big recession in 2008. And so I decided to start my own business. And what I realized as with many people that start their own business is I tried all of the things, right? So I tried SEO and I tried social media and I tried all of the shiny objects, you know, walking the streets and handing out brochures and get the fancy website and all of the stuff. And I realized that not all marketing is the same, right? That some marketing gets you better results and is also worth your time. And what I should also tell you is during that time, I was, this is a longer story in which I was struggling with infertility, but I finally got pregnant and I had twin girls. And then I had to juggle, you know, not having the time because I wanted to be a mom, right? That was first and foremost. Um, I wanted that for so long. So I wanted to be with them. And so I was able to grow a six figure beauty business while only working three days a week. And so and being a twin mama. Mm. <laughs> and, and but the thing is, I'm not superwoman. It's, you know, these are just skills that anybody can learn, but people weren't taught. And so I learned through trial and error what works and what doesn't work. And where, since I have limited time, I need to put my time and attention and my resources towards. And so that's really what I love to teach people about now. And as you mentioned, I transitioned to online space. So I understand both of these worlds now, the brick and mortar business, as well as having an online business and, you know, how you grow your business with marketing through both. Okay. I have to just stop and make one comment real quick. I need y'all to replay this and listen to that (laughs) intro she did. That is the most fantastic. Did you see, did you all hear how she just laid out what she did? like the first word out of her mouth. So everything I teach, and and I haven't even worked with her, but that intro was beautiful. I'm sorry, I have to just stop there for a second and acknowledge that. And okay, so so let's Thank you. so let's talk a little bit more here. One of the words I heard you say, which I think really, if somebody asked me, tell me three words about April, one of them would probably be resourceful. You are one of the most resourceful figure it out women I've ever known in my life. And I think that's what, I think that's one of your superpowers in a way. Yeah, I I would agree with you on that. So thank you. I I think it's because when my mom had me, um, she had me at a young age and she was on welfare, but she also worked at the welfare office. And so she just taught me if you don't have, you know, the the funds, you have to figure it out, right? You have to be Mm -hmm. resourceful to, find the time and money and make things work. And so I always, my brain just works where I like to look at things in a different way. If, if everybody's looking at it like this, I, I like to say, well, what is another angle that I can look at it? Um, and it's easier sometimes to do that with other people than yourself. 
but it does take some time. And I think, you know, obviously I've learned these lessons the hard way. So this wasn't just a fairy tale story. You know, Mm -hmm. I tell people when I say I was only working three days a week, it's because I was raising the kids those other days. So it wasn't like I was kicking back and on a beach somewhere. I was really working. So um, yeah, but definitely through time and, and just questioning how can I look at things in a different way, I figured it out. You really have that ability, and I've, and it's funny because I've been talking about this a lot this week with, with my people. There's the rooster-level view that is down on the ground and that sees a certain view, and then there's the hawk or the eagle view that is up above, and you've got that eye. And, and April, I'll tell you, she's, she's my go-to person. I'll, when I get stuck, I'll go, what, what are you doing? What are you, yeah. what are you doing over there? So you really do have that perspective to see the big picture and to see the full vision and and to get down in the trenches and figure out what's going to work and trial and error. I know you're all about that as well. Yeah, yeah. One of the things that I noticed is that, you know, when when I said before that not all marketing is created equal is that, you know, there are three ways that you can really get clients because that's what we're all wanting, right? At the end of the day, we're wanting obviously to make an impact, but also an income. So we need to get the clients. And that's when I came up with, you can build it, you can buy it, or you can borrow it. And I've heard other people say it in different ways. You know, I've heard people say you can earn it or different things, but I I came up with, you know, you can build it yourself. Obviously that's social media and, and continuing to do that all from scratch. And that takes time. Mm -hmm. And especially in today's times where we have so much coming at us, all the social media channels, all of the cable, all of the constant flood of information to build it yourself takes a lot of time. Um, Obviously, it doesn't take a lot of money, but it does take a lot of time Mm -hmm. and, and consistency and so forth. And then to buy it, the ads, you know, then people say, okay, well, you don't have time to build it, just buy it that can be a little bit tricky as well. There's that time of testing and figuring out if, if you have the right market, the right targeting, if your message is on point. Um, and so that's the resource, obviously, of time and money um, with ads. But the third one is the one that I love the most, and that's borrow. And that's finding other people that have your audience of you know clients that you want Um, And so I'm going to use some examples for the beauty industry, but this could be, you know, applied to any industry. So if I'm a beauty makeup artist, right, I might look for a dermatologist. I might look for a hairstylist. I might look for somebody that has these established beauty buyers, right? They're already buying and they have built that trust that like, that connection. So you're getting instant authority by being in front of their audience, right? That transfer of trust, I like to call it. And then you're also able to sell them quicker on your services. You're seen as an authority yourself. And they also refer more people. Like studies show that referrals actually refer more people when they've been referred by that third party. And so, because you're backed by that reputation. And so you're given that instant credibility. And I think in today's time, that's the thing that ads can't buy is trust mm-hmm. and credibility. And you can also get that by publicity, as you mentioned. So that is another way of finding you know, where your audience, who they're consuming, what they're listening to, what, what they like, where that audience is, and then get in front of those audiences that way. So you know, other people's audiences is, is what you're really thinking about. 
Yeah. And I love that. That's so good. I want to break that down just a little bit because I want to dive in a little deeper on this partnerships because I'm thinking about from the perspective of my listener. Now I've got a broad range of listeners. I've got a lot of entrepreneurs. I've got small business owners. I've got professionals and I know how they think. And I know that the thoughts that come into their head immediately might be something like, well, I don't want to bother them. Well, I don't really have enough years in the business to reach out. Those are some of the things that they might self-sabotage themselves with. So can you talk to that about about how that's nonsense, probably, but talk to that a little bit about how do you approach those partnerships? Yeah. So I'll share with you what I call the collaboration framework in just a moment. But I want to say that we all have those moments where we're thinking like, oh, I don't have enough experience or I'll do this when fill in the blank, right? When, and like, as you mentioned, you don't want to bother people, but when you change it around, really the partnership is an exchange of energy. So depending on how you position it with with the person that you're wanting to partner with. So for example, if we're talking about what I call authority referral partners, that that takes many names. Some people call them power partners. Some people call them relationship capital. If you've heard of Jay Abrahams, he teaches relationship capital. Um, Some people will call it, you know, there's uh, joint ventures. Um, Trying to think of all the different names that people come up with, right? But basically, it is another business and that you are having an exchange. So you that could either be that they are exchanging where they get a percentage of, you know, clients. So by the way, you're not you're not paying like with ads until you've already got that that payment yourself. So you're basically paying them on results. Right. So it's money that's already in the bank, and then you're giving them a small percentage uh, if you decide to structure the partnership that way. But you can also structure the partnership where you are trading, where you're getting in front of their audience and you're putting them in front of your audience. So even if you don't want to give up a a percentage, uh, you can also just say, listen, you're a business. Maybe you're a small business. I'm a small business. Let's promote each other's businesses. And I think one of the things that 2020 taught us and COVID and COVID-19 and all of this is that we need each other, right? We need those relationships. We need connections. And there is, you know, there's a benefit in collaborating and saying, you promote me. I have these resources, but we all have some area that we're limited in resources and finding that person that has those resources. And then you can be the solution to their problem and they can be the solution to your problem. And usually when you do the hard step, and I'll I'll come back to that collaboration framework in just a moment, but when you do the step of reaching out, they're so glad you did. You know, and I have so many people say that, oh yeah, that's amazing. I've been thinking about this for a while. And so, you know, even when you're following up, because people think, oh, I don't want to bother them. When you're mm-hmm. following up with them, they're like, oh, I'm so glad you reached out. And and yes, this is exciting. Let's come up with something together. So it's not an ask. It's really like, how can I give to your business and how can I support you? What would be good for you? And then what would also be good for me? Mm-hmm. And I bet people could almost sit down and make a list of people that they even know or know in the online space or 
to, to start with. You just have to start with one, I suppose. That's right. So I often say, look at your audience in terms of like hot, warm, and cold. Mm. So your hot connections might be your own doctor or your own mm. real estate broker or your own, you know, hairstylist or your own whoever that is, right? Like if you work with mostly female entrepreneurs, where are there a group of female entrepreneurs and find them, small business owners and in, be in that group that you're connected with, you're, you're hot. And then your warm would be maybe a connection, like maybe your sister goes to that person or a church group or uh, somebody knows, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's easy to kind of put it out, even with publicity to say, does anybody have any connections to this media source? Because the thing is, people love to give opinions and to be helpful, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So instead of thinking of like, oh, I'm asking for a favor, think of it as I'm asking for advice, Mm-hmm. Right. So people will say, you know, ask for advice. And then your cold are going to be the ones that you really have no connection to. And that's where, again, you want to do that one thing where I just said, you know, ask if anybody does have a connection to them. But there's a kind of a different way to go about your cold. But your low hanging fruit, as you just mentioned, Tracy, is your hot and your warm audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really love how you framed that because, again, knowing how a lot of people that, that I know and I work with think is in that bothering, first of all, you're deciding what they're thinking. And second, I love what you said about people want to help. And and we don't give them that opportunity if we make that decision. Oh, well, you know, you know, I won't bother them. So that's really, really good. And I want to talk about publicity and I want to talk about this framework, but I want to circle back for just a second on ads because I'm curious to your thought. I am certainly in the, you know, in the online space and I, I do ads. They've seemed more tumultuous than ever to me lately. And so is that always something, okay, that's always going to be a part of it. So it's a little bit of a gamble if you go that direction. I mean, even other than just doing the big investment, which a lot of people don't have. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that we've noticed over the last few years is uh, there's a culture of distrust, right? Mm. So we've been burned by the commercials and we've been burned by the ads and, you know, fake news and, you know, not understanding Mm. what we are really seeing, not knowing if we can trust it, right? And seeing all different sides of it. And I think that that is the problem with ads is that, you haven't, especially if you have a higher ticketed item, right? If you sell a higher ticketed service or product, it's going to take some time to warm them up that an ad just doesn't really convey, right? And it depends on your your platform. So if you're talking about Google ads, they might be searching for you. So that's a little bit different than like Facebook ads, but definitely with the iOS changes, the Apple security changes that have affected all platforms, um, getting the data back and kind of analyzing it is making it a little bit more difficult to track and to make the ads as effective as they used to be. And therefore, the cost is going to go, has gone up and the cost will continue to go up. But I think the biggest thing is that, like I said before, is with an ad, it's hard to establish to get the message that speaks to the client and get all the credibility in and get all, you know what I mean? There's a lot that needs to go into that ad to really warm up that person. And so, and that is a formula that takes a little testing Mm -hmm. and tweaking and that can be expensive. That can take time. Um, So just knowing that 
people, um, you know, that's why if you do have the credibility of the other referral, that other referral source, that partner, or the publicity, both of those give you instant credibility. Yeah. It almost creates this, uh, and now I want to use this word kind of loosely, but like this celebrity effect mm-hmm. where you're kind of put on a pedestal and it's instant, you know, it's, it's, you've earned the trust through that third party. You've, you've earned it in that way um, that is a little bit different. And then, then you can take that publicity and use it in your ads, mm-hmm. right? Then you can take those other names of referral partners and use it to really um, leverage and kind of build that bridge. Yeah, no, that's really good. Really, really good. Okay, so which direction should we go first? Should we talk a little, I want to talk a little bit more about publicity because people might not, might want to know a little more about the ins and outs of that. Or should we go to the framework? What makes more sense? Well, let's do the framework first because it works for both of them. Okay. Yes, so the framework, the collaboration framework is going to seem very simple at first, like almost Mm. too simple. Um, And and there's there's actually, which we don't have time to go into it, there's a system for it right? There's always a system because a a tactic is just another to-do, right? Unless you have a system to back it up. Um, And it's just another something on your to-do list. But the first C is going to be to connect. And that sounds very basic, but there are ways to connect. So you can show up on their social media radar where you are, you know, liking their posts, where you are engaging um, with their social media you know, commenting, things like that. So you don't just go straight for the direct message. You're kind of showing up on their radar, especially if they're kind of warm. And if they're, if it's hot, you could probably go in for a, a direct message or email and that type of thing. But a warm, you want to just start showing up. So that's going to be connect. The second is going to be compliment. And the reason that we do that is, so when a lot of times what I see is, and we all do this, right? We, we think, oh, I know for me, it's like, oh, I want them to like me. I'm, I'm a people pleaser. That is my downfall. I'm a people pleaser. And I have the people pleasing syndrome disease. And so we go in and it's almost like a first date, but we're proposing on the first date, right? We're telling them all these great things, why they should want to partner with us or why they should want to feature us on the media. And we're just, you know, fire hosing them with information about us. Mm. Versus complimenting them about them and what you like about their business and showing that you're interested in them. I mean, there's an expression you've probably heard that um, people don't care about you until they know how much you care about them. Mm-hmm. And so when you go in with a compliment, the other thing that you've probably heard is that everybody is tuned into the radio station WIIFM, which is what's in it for me. <laughs> so when you go in with a, a compliment, like, you know, I've, I've looked at your brand. I'm so impressed with the work that you're doing or that award that you won, or I love, let's, if we're talking about publicity, I love that recent article that you put out where you talked about X, Y, and Z and really show that you, you know, put it out. I get pitches for my podcast and people will say, I loved episode number 78, but I know they never listened to it. Right. And so you want to be genuine and show that you really you do know about their platform if it's publicity or you do know about their business if it's a referral partner. So you're going to compliment them on something and show that that's going to pique their interest. Like, oh, this person really does, you know, know me or get me or likes my stuff, right? So it kind of softens it and their guard comes down. 
And then the third C is, so first you connected, you complement. The next one is you're going to find common ground. And so this is where you're going to say, we serve the same audience or find something that you have in common. And as I've said before, you know, COVID is one of those things that a lot of people can connect on. Like, you know, going as a small business coming through COVID, your business might've been affected as mine has. How can we work together to really, you know, help our community? Or, you know, if it is publicity, it could be just talking about, you know, how your business has been affected or, you know, the work that you're doing or any, there's so many different media angles that you can take, but it's finding that common ground of what is going to be helpful for them and valuable for them and valuable for, for you as well. But you're, you're showing, um, you know, them first and, and saying like, you know, we are alike, right? This goes back to, as you know, kind of tribal, Mm -hmm. Right. Like that we are the same Mm -hmm. and finding that common ground. The fourth C is going to be convey value. So now you can talk about yourself. Now you can show what you bring to the table, why it's, you know, special, unique um, and, you know, how you can help their business. And that might be, like I said before, that might be a monetary where it's going to be, you know, I'll offer your business 30% or it could be, you know, something where I'll promote you this month and you promote me or there's, there's just different ways, right? With referral partners. And then with your publicity, this is where you want to talk about your talking points for their audience, how it will help their audience. So this is where you're conveying your value. And then after you've, conveyed your value, then you can collaborate the, and put, coordinate, sorry, coordinate the partnership. And so that's where you can really say, you know, kind of get down to the nitty gritty on the details of how the partnership will look. But at the beginning, you're just connecting mm-hmm. and you're complementing and you're finding common ground and just thinking about it less like a business and more like a friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm telling you, what you're saying about that podcast reach out is full on. The the emails that, and, and I always encourage my people, any of my entrepreneurs, any of my small businesses, get on, be a guest on a show. But the number of emails that I have received that, I, th- I think I even got one one time where they said, well, you're just a fool if you don't bring me on your show. You know, it was all about all these great things and I'm the best at this and I'm the best at that and I'm amazing at that and your audience is going to love me. And and so what I hear you saying in this, how I can help your audience, do you mean specifically? Because I've gotten, oh, this is going to be great for your audience. Do you get into the how? Yeah, so I would, you know, in that initial email, obviously you want, you know, as they always say, brevity, because people mm-hmm. don't have a lot of time. So you're going to break up your paragraphs and make them short, put your bullet points in, you know, the, the your three talking points that are going to benefit their audience, what their audience will get out of that. And, and as you know, like, obviously, you know, this is another form of publicity, getting in front, getting on a podcast, mm-hmm. because you're getting a good 30 to 45 minutes of that person's time. So you're getting in front of their audience, and that's mm-hmm. going to be a, a better buyer because they're really a little bit more invested, right? Mm-hmm. So it's somebody that has, you're, you're, they're, getting, they're connecting with you. And so they're getting to know you a little bit more. And that also helps with the no like trust factor, right? And for buying. But when you've done your research to really know about that platform, 
to know about their audience, to know about, you know, maybe episodes that they've done in the past that you can reference. You know, this would be similar to this episode, but my twist on it would be that this is what I would talk about. So it's like, oh, okay, they can see how it's already valuable. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really good stuff. Okay, so let's talk a little bit more about publicity. And would you put podcast guest in that publicity bucket? Yes. So there's almost like a a ladder, if you will, um, that you you'll start even just just even doing live video on your social media can help get you exposure because if you're going to want you know the TV show, you know, um, I'll go ahead and mention uh, that I was on Dr. Oz show, but they also had seen other times where I had been on video so that they knew that I would be okay on camera. Mm -hmm. So starting out with those little things, like you don't have to have a professional video reel. I think this is the the myth that, you know, I have to have all of these credentials and Mm -hmm. I have to have all of this fancy, you know, stuff put together. Technically the media and this is online media, whether it's online magazines and journals and blogs and podcasts, we're always looking for stories. We're, we need content mm. all of the time. And they love a good story that they can also give to their audience that the audience will find value. So it's really looking at your experience and what you have to offer and you and packaging it up for them and their audience. But um, just to kind of go back to what I was just saying a minute ago, is that this is the thing that People think they need all of this credentials, but even just doing video on your own social media shows that you, you know, will be okay on camera. And I want to jump in right there because I think that's critical. I I have heard that, I'm familiar with that concept, and it is my understanding that they go straight there to look and make sure that you've got some videos on there because they're on the line. That's right. That's if they right. bring you onto that show and you you can't really show up on video and use your voice in a big way, that's a risk for them, I guess. That's right. And a lot of these segments that are, you know, if we're talking about TV. And so before I was saying, you're, you're kind of building up the ladder. So, you know, your blog, if you're writing, if you're looking to get into print magazines, things like that, they can see some, you know, mm. area where you've written before. And then you could also do podcast interviews. That's also going to show that you know how to take turns in an interview and talk, right? Mm. And also what's really key here is knowing for when we're talking about TV in that higher level is sound bites. Because you have less time. You have just a few minutes and you're really talking in just really almost like 30 second sound bites when it comes to TV. Um, So you really have to condense what you want to say because it's important to not only just get on the media and get that publicity and, you know, the logo, which you can use for the lifetime of your brand is nice and still conveys you know, authority and credibility, even if you've just been on it one time, right? Like if I've only been on Dr. Oz show one time, but I can, for the lifetime, use that logo for the lifetime of my business and brand. But more importantly is what you actually do with it and the time that you're on and in having this exposure, are you making the most of it to bring sales into your business? And so that's where you have to have those sound bites or what I call mission moments really tight and really know your messaging. 
Okay, so this is really, really, really great. And thank you for dropping so many valuable nuggets for us today. And I know you're going to expand on this even more in your workshop, which we'll talk about in a minute. But for anybody that doesn't know what a soundbite is, you're literally talking about a sentence or two or three, or is it about just the bottom line message? Yeah. So you're going to have what I call like your signature story, right? Like that's like your origin story that you Mm -hmm. tell, um, which, you know, people that you can use that. Everybody should develop that, you know, who you help, how you help them, why you do it a little bit. And again, that should be short and condensed. That's people will sometimes call that your elevator speech when you're just meeting somebody, when you're pitching to the media, when you're meeting a professional, whether it's a client or a partner, referral partner, right? Any of those things that you should have that and you should practice it and it will evolve. And so it doesn't have to be perfect. It can be, you know, a a sloppy first copy when you're first drafting it, right? And then you'll refine it and you won't always say it exactly the same because you don't want to sound like a robot, but it will kind of just you know, be what it is at that moment, but practice that. So that's going to be your origin story. And then there's going to be, you know, when you look at your brand, there's going to be a few things that are unique to your, your business and your brand and things that you want to get across. So when we started this interview, I was talking about leveraged marketing. That's really, that's my platform. And so I'll give little stories and examples of how leveraged marketing can work in the business And so having those, and sometimes you can use quotes, right? So you can use quotes or facts or little um, stories. So little snippets to think of it like that. Your your sound bites are going to back up your overall message that you're wanting to convey to the audience. Okay. And then, but you said, then you called it something else like mission. I call it mission moments. Mission moments. I love that. Yeah. I love mission moments because when you think about when people say, well, I don't know what I would talk about, right? People yeah. always say that. I, I, not, I would get on there and I don't know what I would talk about, but you have a story. You have mm-hmm. a journey. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've all heard the expression that, you know, facts tell, but stories sell, mm-hmm. right? And that stories, your unique story, no one can copy that. So that's why they're interviewing you. They want to hear your unique story. They just want to hear a condensed version of that story. So a good story framework is to, you know, have a hook at the beginning, or you might think of your hook as your headline, right? So it's something that's going to draw them in. And this would be on your pitch. This would be on, if you're doing a social media post, I mean, or video, this could be really for everything. Your, your hook and your headline is that beginning, Right. And so I I like to use the example of when I was growing up, I would go fishing and um, I grew up in Texas, but I also had relatives in Ohio. So we'd fish all the time. And when I was little, I didn't know that when you feel a bite on the line, you have to first jerk your pole and you do that to set the hook right in the fish's mouth. If you don't, if you just start to reel them in, the fish gets off the line. Hmm. And so you have to really set the hook. And so the hook is going to be sometimes, sometimes it's something shocking or intriguing, or it's a question It kind of opens a loop in the mind and it makes us want to lean in and hear more. Hmm. And so you, you set that hook. So you have that in your headline and then you have the little points, right? You have your, your talking points, right? And so three stories 
three short stories. And you might not get to all three stories, you know, especially if it's TV. You might just have one or two little points that back up that hook. Mm -hmm. Um, But having those mission moments that kind of tie into your brand or where they can kind of get to know you as a person, but also get value out of what you just taught. So I want to backtrack just a second for starting. You talk about this ladder. And so is it in the, in the mind, is it, okay, if I want to do, I want to be, have an article in the Atlantic or whatever, does that mean I need to have a blog? It doesn't necessarily mean that you do. Okay. Um, so for example, you could be, you could be quoted in magazines. So you can be mm. quoted in lots of things and, mm-hmm. and might not have a blog, right? And that gives you press. So there's different, like I said, different levels yeah. of press, right? And so a quote would be nice. You want to look for as if the magazine that you're wanting to get in front of that audience, you know, it's not just a random magazine because you want it to actually mean sales in your business. Then that is that quote has a backlink to your business, to your website, Mm-hmm. So that you can get SEO. And maybe also if you have, you know, uh, if they ask for links, you can give a link for a special gift, you know, or as we call it on the in the online space, an opt-in or, you know, something that you can then start to nurture that relationship with. So you want to look for, so you don't necessarily have to, to get in press, you don't have to have a blog and be this amazing writer. And actually, to tell you the truth, I'm dyslexic. And I also, growing up, I was super introverted. I know it's hard to believe, but I was super introverted and hated to speak in front of the class or do any of that stuff. So it's not this, that you have to be this outgoing personality. I taught myself to be extroverted at times when I need to be, but truly I'm still very introverted and sometimes fumble over my words and you know all kinds of things, right? And and that will happen. So it doesn't have to be perfection for you to get started. So you don't have to have a blog. You don't have to do there's there's little ways that you can put your foot in the water and get going. I'm glad you said that about being an introvert because you know I'm a massive introvert too. And I don't think they believe me that I really am. I'm not only an introvert, I'm incredibly shy. So to hear you being so dynamic on this interview, I I would imagine should give a whole lot of my introverts a whole lot of belief that you really can come to life vocally because you certainly do. I mean, it's amazing. It's always forget that you're an introvert. And I think I've heard you say that to me numerous times. So that's really awesome. And, And I would imagine in the world that we live in now, We've had COVID, people have, everything went online. A bunch of stuff is not going back online. I would imagine, and you're the expert, so I'm going to ask you, but I would imagine it's easier than ever for people to go, well, yeah, I could be on the morning show in Washington, D.C., and I live in Virginia, or I live in Texas, or I live in Nebraska, because they're doing, are they doing a lot of this stuff via Zoom? That's right. It's, it's, it's changed so much. Mm. You know, I even mean, if you look at authors and their book tours were all Zoom interviews. Oh, really? Yes. A lot of them did not go on the road and they thought it would hurt sales and it didn't hurt sales. Wow. And, and if anything, it actually helped. I remember hearing Matthew McConaughey, his book um, came out. I think it's called Green, Green Lights. Green Lights. Yeah. Yes. And he was saying that in the morning, he would be, you know, 
interviewed in Taiwan and then Italy, and then it would go hour by hour as people were waking up. So he was able to do all of these morning shows, you know, Australia, and then he would do, you know, the UK, and then he would do, you know, New York City and Canada. He'd do all of this stuff and he was able to do it all from Zoom. That's amazing. Yeah. And the way they do it is it almost looks like you're in studio. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. It does, it's not the traditional Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Well, mm-hmm. was it fun being on Dr. Oz? You know, it was, it was interesting is that it is so fast paced because if you know Dr. Oz, and this is what's also interesting is I didn't realize this beforehand is that platform and every platform is different. So let's look at, um, you know, like your morning talk shows, mm-hmm. they might be mostly celebrities and then they might have a few tips, maybe like a cooking tip or a shopping, mm-hmm. you know, or a travel tip or something like that. And that's when they would bring you on as an expert. But usually the morning starts with their hot stories or their celebrities or that type of thing. With Dr. Oz, his show is obviously a lot of health and wellness and um, all of those things, but it's a very visual show. They like to have, so for example, if you are talking about how to reduce stress, they might show like a a Lego model of a bridge and how it breaks down with stress, pressure points, or, you know, it's a very, they like to have demonstrations, visual demonstrations of things. Uh And so this is one thing to know when you're looking at this platform. Remember I was saying when you're going to research whoever you want to connect with, find out what how they do things like really watch the show and watch the show from different angles. Or if you're trying to get into some publicity, read the articles and see how they, you know, feature or what they're looking for or how they, you know, how they structure, because when you pitch, you want to pitch in that same style. So I call this kind of like a show in the box. So you're kind of giving them all the angles. And so for the producer or the editor or the journalist, they don't have to do all of the thinking. They don't have to think like Mm -hmm. how, what are the angles that I would cover? You've already covered it for them. And you should really know your area of expertise and different angles, right? You could put, you know, holiday spins on it. You could put, you know, different Mm -hmm. times, right? Um, there's different ways that you can make it relevant and new and exciting and really work with what those stories and the lead time that they have coming up, but you should know it inside and out and, and really, and that's a kind of a, a, a good exercise and really sitting down to think about your brand and, and, um, how you would convey the value. I love that show in a box. Yeah. Show in a box. <laughs> they want it easy. I mean, think about yeah. it. We all do. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And so I I know even when I reach out to be a guest on podcast, I roll those questions. I mean, I do the work because they want it done. And I would imagine that makes it more appealing. And I know nothing's a sure deal, but this certainly has to play into because it's also fast paced. They're not going to read 400 emails. So the one that catches their eye that has all the steps in there that you're talking about surely must rise to the top. I mean, depending on the audience and the topic and all of that, but. Yeah. And then also they know how they can lead you without Mm -hmm. it feeling like it's going to go, you know, I mean, it's, it's fun to kind of go with the flow. And so it feels natural, but also they know the structure Um, and that's what they, they need to know, you know, how this is going to look again, because their main concern is their audience. Yeah. And that, one of the things I hear you saying is that should be our 
one of our main areas of focus as well. And I think that's going to be a big flip for people that feel like they need to sell themselves. But it's really coming from that perspective of what is that audience going to, how can I benefit that audience? Right. Yeah. And and usually you want to say when you're looking at your pitch or when you're even thinking about how you're going to talk to that authority referral partner and, and really even talking to your client, because all of this is foundational. Kind of going back mm-hmm. to what we said before, we can give specific examples of how this would apply to this niche or you know how this would apply to this audience or you know different things like that. But really, it's all foundational where you want to think, am I saying the word you more mm-hmm. than the word I? You know, mm-hmm. and even with my students, I, I take them just through their website and I say, print off some of the pages and take a red marker and circle everywhere you're saying I versus you. Yeah. Right. Or, or if we're talking about media, it would be your audience. Yeah. And I think you've done a, an incredible example of that for us because I don't know how many, and I've said this to you a couple of times, I don't know how many people in my audience are beauty professionals, but that has been completely irrelevant today. Completely irrelevant. You have shown up and served my audience. Yeah, now, one one of the other, and I know I'm going to have, well, I want to talk about the program and then we're going to, I know I'm going to have to let you go, but would you say that now more than ever, it's critical for people to be taking these actions, be getting visible and making these partnerships and Yeah, I think that a lot of times it's easy to sit in indecision, Mm. right? And just try to say, well, and and look at it and say, oh, it's so overwhelming. Well, I don't know where I would go first, or I don't know if I would pitch an article Mm -hmm. first, or if I would try to get a quote first, or if I would try to, you know, or maybe I just need to do my, just not knowing which direction. I think the, the blessing and the curse is that we have a multitude of options, right? And back in the day, you know, there were only like four TV channels and there wasn't, you know, we didn't have social and we didn't have all of these ways to reach people, right? It might've been direct mail. It might've been a few different things. Now we have a lot of options. And that also brings up a lot of questions and trying to decide which is the best or the right way or the best use of my time and the best use of my money and resources. And so we can get stuck in that indecision, but just know that, whatever action you take, it all starts to build on each other, right? Because you really do want to start off small with that ladder because by the time you get up to the higher, you know, platforms and, and I say higher platforms, meaning more exposure, but doesn't necessarily always mean more sales. So sometimes you can have just a a small article on a mommy blog that is your, you know, area and your clients, your, you know, exactly your audience, if that's your audience in your area, even if it's your a brick and mortar business, a local business, right? That local mommy blog, right? Mm-hmm. Any of that can be so much more rewarding in terms of actually profits and getting clients than the bigger ones, you know, yeah. that, that are, you know, national uh, placement. The national yeah. ones look, the logos look better, but in terms of actual sales, yeah, yeah you'd be surprised that the smaller ones are, are the ones that are usually more effective in terms of sales. So huh. that's very interesting. One now, grows your following and your yeah. audience and the other one grows your bank account. Yeah. And, and you definitely get that credibility though. When you get, when you have those bigger logos, I'm that would have to say credibility. 
Right. Well, even with the smaller ones, you can trade up because once I start seeing smaller Hmm. ones, okay. you know, I had a lot of, uh, it's interesting. I was quoted. um, There were a lot of online magazines, like um, She Knows is a magazine, Mm -hmm. online source. There's another one. Um, It was called... I cannot remember what it was called. Something about being a redhead. Um, it was all a, a website all about webs, uh, about redheads um, and things like that. There was another one called, not think of the name of it, something witches. And that article got a lot of press. And so you never know, um, you know, what you hmm. think, okay, that website might not be my audience. Um, but those also lead up to, can, can lead up to bigger things. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Now, are you going to expand on all of this that you've talked about and shared with us today in the workshop that's this Monday? That would be what? The 14th. 14th. Okay. Yes. So tell us about this publicity workshop. Yeah. Yeah. So over the years, um, it's funny because people would ask me, like, how did you do that? You didn't have a big, you know, I didn't have a PR agency. I didn't have a big budget. It was just me. You know, how did you do it? And it's really, like I said, you don't need all of these credentials. I started with nothing. Um, I just just went out there. I just started. I learned from trial and error, but I did learn that there are some shortcuts um, to getting there. It does take some time, but it's so it's not, I'm not saying that it's just you know, instant. It does take some time, but it is a simple system. And that's what I'm teaching. The simple system that I've, the kind of the framework that I've come up with, with getting into press and getting publicity for your brand. And then all of the tools that I've acquired, like I'm giving you a list of 250 media, a media directory, basically, um, and contacts that you can contact if you want to email them your pitch and so forth. Because people are like, I don't know how to do it. And also how to find others for your specific industry. Um, and so I'm just giving like all of my tools, that a speaker one sheet template and everything's simplified for you. But in the workshop, what we're doing is working through how you can apply this to your business. Mm. So it is more of the how to make this actionable. Because I think that that's what happens sometimes is it's great to have information, right? And I, I you've heard the expression, um, I like to say learners are earners, but action takers are the real money makers. Mm-hmm. So we're, it's a doing workshop. Now, if you can't make it on the 14th, you get lifetime access to the course because we're going to then just take the recording and break it into smaller videos so that you can keep going back to it over and over again, because it is a process. It's not like you just here at one time, you might need to, you know, watch it in a year from now, or you might say, well, I'm not fully ready, but I'm going to take some of the initial steps to get ready for press. I'm going to learn what I need to do so that when the opportunity presents itself, I am ready. And that's the thing. You never know when something might show up where you could be interviewed on the local news and you might have a great story. I have a, a client of mine who it, it happened to be that she she did someone's eyebrows and the lady um, had horrible eyebrows before. Okay, so she had somebody that gave her two sets of eyebrows and it looked horrible. And my client fixed her eyebrows. Okay, so that was the process. But what happened was this lady, this client of hers, ended up wanting to tell her story to the media. So... hopefully you're following this. Uh This is kind uh of one of those, he said, Uh she said, it's kind of connected. So what they did is they came back to my client and she had to be ready 
because she wasn't out there pitching herself. Mm. It's her client that pitched the story. And she had to talk about how she fixed it. Yeah. So it was, it was one of those, you know, sometimes the, the media, they like to say, if it bleeds, it leads. They like those negative stories mm-hmm. sometimes, mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> those like shocking stories. And this yeah. was a shocking story. And here's, by the way, that started out local. It ended up going national. Wow. It got picked up on so many other news in different states and morning shows and things like that. So you wow. never know when these opportunities yeah. for big exposure will present themselves. And so just kind of being prepared. But all of this, even though we're talking about publicity and how to really leverage it to grow your business and get more clients, it actually can be used even with your social media, even with just your mm-hmm. your foundational marketing that you're using right now. But yeah. then we also have some advanced tactics. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's really something for everybody whether you're doing it right now, you're thinking about doing it, you want to do it right now today, starting Monday after you learn everything from April, this is, they need to sign up for this because that lifetime access, that's awesome. So if this is something that, that is on your radar, and, and I love what you said about, you got to be ready. I say that all the time. You don't have time to, let me go warm up. No, you got to be ready. To, you got to be ready to go. So if it's something that's been on your radar, even if it's maybe you're thinking six months from now or on the five-year plan, you don't want to miss this opportunity Monday. And and if they, of course, I always encourage people to go live, but if they, well, they yeah, because they'd have the videos. They'd have access to the videos forever if they can't come to the workshop live. Yeah. You can always reach out to me and ask me any questions if you need clarification for anything. Um, myself and my team are very supportive, but I mean, we want you to succeed, right? Obviously Mm -hmm. we want you to be happy because happy clients are help us get more happy clients and your testimonials help us get more students. So we're always there to support our students and you have lifetime access to it. And what I really want to say is that it is, it doesn't have to be complicated. You just need somebody to show you the recipe, Mm -hmm. right? And, and not just the recipe of how to do it, but the right amount, because I think that, you know, it would be like if if you were to bake a cake, you could get the eggs and the flour and the yeast. And I'm not a baker, so bear with me. I might have some of the ingredients. (laughs) I might, that that is, I have a a lot of strong points in marketing. Baking is not one of my strong points, but um, yes, as my kids will attest. And uh, the, so you might put things in the wrong order, right? You might put in too much salt or, you know, too much sugar. And if you put it all in and then just throw it in the oven and you don't have the right amount, it's not going to work out well. And I, I think that even though publicity and authority referral partners, as we've talked about those two things today, even though those can be very simple and straightforward, there is a recipe. There is Mm -hmm. a framework to follow and it's just kind of A, B, C, and you just follow these steps. And it's very easy to do when you're following it in the right steps in the right order. And what's also important is that you show up confident. Mm -hmm. And this is your, this is your expertise, Tracy, is like helping them to show up as their best self, because it's one thing to get the referral partner or to get the publicity, but then you have to make the most of it when you've actually got those connections, right? You have mm-hmm. to put it together so that it is the most valuable for your brand and really is um, the best to get those clients. Yeah. And make the most of it. 
So where do they go to sign up for this, April? Yeah, so it's aprilmeese.com and it's it's April like the month and then Meese, M is in Mary, E-E, S is in Sam, E, aprilmeese.com forward slash media. Media, okay. Media. And, and I'll put that link in the show notes, but then also we'll put your other links because I know you're, I mean, obviously aprilmeese.com is the website, the main mm-hmm. website, and then you're That's on right. Instagram and Facebook and Clubhouse and all the social medias. Is all the social medias April Meese? April Meese Inc. Inc. Okay. Okay. And what you'll see is, um, you'll see that I actually have a very small social media following. I have a very small Mm. audience. And that's another thing. You don't need a huge audience to do this, right? You can get started and be very effective with a small audience. So that's really what I want to convey because people always, that imposter syndrome creeps up. Like I don't have enough followers or who am I or, you know, any of those things. But um, yeah, absolutely. You can follow me on that. There is a special discount right now for the workshop. If they're hearing this episode after, um, yeah. then that might have passed. But we, you're, you're going to get so much value out of the workshop. Because like I said, not only are you getting the training and the easy laying it out what to do, but you're getting all of the tools and the templates. I'm a big believer that if you don't have the resources, then you're just going to, you just won't do it, Mm -hmm. you know, or you just don't get started. Yeah. It just takes more time. Yeah, definitely. No, this is an amazing opportunity and I'm so excited about it. I'm so excited about it for everybody that gets to participate and has the opportunity to work with you because you're absolutely amazing. Thank you. Well, I'm very passionate. I love, I love helping people. We all like to feel um, that we are helping people. And I feel that it is my calling. You know, I, I love my beauty business, my brick and mortar business, and I love seeing the transformation in people's lives. But I realized a few years ago when I started the online business that I could have such a bigger impact and, you know, help people, you know, we have students around the world. We have students in South Africa, we have students in New Zealand, Australia, UK, I mean, all over. And so, um, that really feel, fulfills me and knowing that I can help others in that way. And that's what we all love, right? That's mm-hmm. really what it comes down to. We all love that we're knowing that we're making a difference. So yeah, I, I, I'm a, a marketing nerd. I love this stuff. <laughs> Well, you're a great marketing nerd. If that's what you are, then. Yeah, thank you. Well, thank you so much for being here and dropping so much fabulous information. And I can't wait for the workshop Monday. I really appreciate you being here. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much, for Tracy, for having me and always connecting with me. Yeah, definitely. And thank you, listeners. I'm so glad to have you with me always. But I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. And until I see you next time, you know what to do. Get out there and speak your truth. Just do it beautifully. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. 